Welcome to KG Education's Cultivating Connection podcast, enlightening conversations and guided meditations to inspire and connect educators. I'm Leah Oback. And I'm Devin Caldwell. We're the Kenton Girls, and together we make up KG Education. Through interviews and self-care practices, we'll share our passion for professional learning, wellness, and community to cultivate connections for educators everywhere. We believe that teachers are stronger and more impactful educators when they're connected and cared for, and it's our mission to support you with teaching, technology integration, and teacher wellness. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our website at kgeducation.ca. Connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. And now for the most recent episode of our podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of Cultivating Connection. My name's Devin Caldwell. I'm Leah Oback. And we're joining you today to talk all things habits and routines because habits and routines have really been on our minds lately. Yeah, I'm getting ready to uh, open registration for our next round of our book club, and we're reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. So I've been thinking a lot about my habits, doing some reading and rereading around that topic and theme. Uh, And just over the last couple of years, we've both really been working on building better habits that support our wellness, that support our work as educators. Uh, So we wanted to share with you a little bit about what we've been doing. Well, and this episode's really timely because Leah just shared on social media, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, about a huge win she was celebrating with regular habits and routines. Um, Leah, do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So when uh, school closures were announced back in March 2020, um, I kind of took it as an opportunity to improve my wellness routines to take a little better care of myself which turned out to be very timely as we all know this pandemic has been incredibly stressful and overwhelming and um, has created a lot of anxiety for a lot of us about what's going on in the world our jobs and our work as teachers too so when I realized that I would no longer be commuting to a different school every day for my job um, technology coaching and supporting teachers, I took that opportunity to commit to a daily morning routine. And I didn't know how long it would last at the time, but I was already getting up um, like about five days a week to do yoga in the morning. And sometimes I would meditate, sometimes I would journal a bit, sometimes I would throw in a HIIT workout, but I decided if I wasn't going to be spending the hours commuting that I would maintain my get up time and just start every single day with a bit of yoga, a bit of meditation, and a bit of journaling. And it turned out that I was able to maintain that now for almost 13 months. And I'm really glad I started. Uh, It was a small shift because I was already practicing most days. I was already um, pretty close to that daily routine and it was just one step further. Okay, so I'm pretty clear on what you do for yoga because you and I practiced yoga many, many times together. Tell us a little bit more about the meditation. Is it just sitting in silence? Is it a guided meditation? What do you, what works well for you? What works for me is a guided meditation. I like the Insight Timer app uh, a lot. We also have guided meditations inside of our Cultivating Connection program that Devin's recorded. So I usually do those when they come out each month. Uh, but I almost always have something playing. I find silence is still really difficult for me. Okay, what about journaling? What, what are you journaling every day? 
I started out with gratitude journaling, just writing either a list of things I was grateful for or writing a little bit about something that I was grateful for and why. And now I also work on a list of what I'm moving towards and what I'm trying to manifest in my life. So the things that I would like to achieve and feel and do. So what you're grateful for and then kind of what's next for you, what you want to attract into your life. Yeah. And sometimes it's really short. Like if I feel like I have, now that I'm back working in all of our schools, thankfully some mornings I have uh, like an hour and a half commute. So sometimes it's 15 minutes of yoga, one minute of meditation and writing down three things I'm grateful for. Uh, But every day I have included something. And some days it's an hour of yoga and 10 minutes of meditation and two pages of journaling. Well, and as James Clear says in Atomic Habits, he says it's not breaking the routine once that is the total deal breaker. It's when you break it twice. So you've done an amazing job of committing to that every single day. But even if you fell off the wagon just once, he always says like, no, you have to get right back on the very next day because that is what kind of ends the habit. So keeping yourself accountable, what did you do to track that? super simple. I have a calendar. It's sitting by my yoga mat. I get a check mark every day that I did yoga. I started adding an M for meditation, a J for journaling, and I just keep that calendar and a pen handy. And every morning when I'm done, I jot it on my calendar. So super simple, just using a calendar to keep yourself accountable. Um, I've used two different things when I've been tracking my habits. There's the streaks app that you can download from the app store and it just, it's kind of like a a Snapchat streak. It keeps track of your habit streaks. And if you miss one day or whatever you've set it up for, then your streak will end. And then I both actually, both you and I have passion planners and they have all kinds of free PDF downloads and I download their weekly habit tracker, tape it into my calendar. And that's how I track the habits I'm working on. I've started to use my passion planner for some things too. Okay, Devin, tell us about your wellness habits and how they support you. What are you doing? Um, well, I've kind of got my, my daily routines, my daily habits that are really important to me. Um, vitamins is a big one for me. So I always want to make sure I take my daily vitamins. So the first step to being successful with that is every morning I get up, I line them up on the counter for the vitamins I'm going to take. I fill up my water bottles for how much water I'm going to drink for the day, and it's all sitting there together. The vitamins are with the water. On the days I'm leaving the house, I just throw my vitamins into a little container and pop them in my lunch kit so I can take the ones I need with my lunch. So I try and set myself up for success with that, laying things out in advance, generally the night before, measuring out my water so that I'm drinking all the water I need to drink. I also have a rule that I don't get to drink other beverages until I drink all my water for the day. I mean, I can still have tea or coffee, but if I wanna have a glass of wine later, all of my water has to be drank. So that's huge for me. Um, Yoga and meditation. Until recently, I haven't meditated every day. I've been about a five days a week meditator, but in um, I'm part of a group called Coffee Club, and we've had a month-long meditation challenge as part of reading Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So I've now been on, well, I guess it is a month-long streak because I started March 1st. So daily meditation practice, I alternate between sitting in silence um, with a timer or um, using a pre-recorded meditation, often from Insight Timer. Um, Near daily yoga practice, I'm probably, again, my habit is that I must move my body every day, but I make decisions about how that will look. Sometimes it's like hiking with my dogs. Sometimes it's yoga. I probably do yoga four to five times a week. So to set myself up for success with my yoga and meditation, I always 
have that room set up. So I have my yoga mat out, my meditation cushion is there, my essential oils are there, um, the books I might wanna read from and my journal are there. So I like to stage everything the night before so that it's really easy to do it in the morning. Also for me, I'm hugely indecisive about two things in my life, what I will eat for lunch and what I will wear. So I like to plan what I'm wearing the night before and also pack my lunch because I've really committed to healthy eating and if I'm going to be successful with that, I have to buy the groceries in advance, decide what I'm going to eat and get it packed up and ready. I guess kind of the last thing I wanted to mention when we're talking about my wellness habits, a new one I've added in the past year is financial wellness. So I am a huge avoider. So often like I would like not check account balances, not check credit card balances. I'd still pay my credit cards. I just wouldn't always check them. I'd just like put a big chunk on there and hope it would all work out, which is so embarrassing. And um, now I have a commitment to checking all of my bank and credit card balances every week. And it's one of my habits that I check off once a week, sometimes more times a week. So financial wellness can be part of those habits too. I've also set myself up for success with money, having automatic transfers every month into a travel savings account and into different things like that and into my RSPs. So financial wellness, those are habits that you can't discount either when you're looking at your overall wellness picture. And I think it also raises a good point that habits don't all have to be daily habits. So Devin mentioned that she has a financial check every week. Um, I've started doing one every month. I do a spending audit and financial check and that's been really positive for me too. So keep in mind that if you're looking to build a habit or add something into your life, it doesn't need to be something you do every day as long as you're consistent. If your goal is once a week or once a month, that's awesome too. Um, just know what you're working towards and keep track. Well, and another thing, Leah, that I think really can support us with our habits is our environment. I talked about that a little bit, how I always have like my yoga space set up. You talked about that too. Um, something that I added into my life during the pandemic was a daily commitment to making my bed and always hanging up my clothes. So when I leave my bedroom in the morning, the bed is made. And before I go to bed at night, all of my clothes are hung up because I really learned that a tranquil, calm and tidy environment really supports my overall mental health and well-being. So that's something I try really hard to create for myself. And I think the evidence shows that when we have an environment that supports our habit, it's a lot easier to be successful. So that's why my yoga mat and my meditation cushion are always set out in the space that I have dedicated to um, do yoga so that when I get up in the morning, it's not a question of whether or not I need to go find my stuff or if my mat's rolled out, it's ready for me every single day. And probably not all of our listeners have dedicated yoga and workout spaces, um, depending on where they might live. Like, what would you suggest if someone doesn't have a space that they can always use for yoga or for working out or like what, what habits could they put in place so they could be successful? Maybe just having your mat set out the night before, like you talked mm -hmm. about with rolling yours out, you put yours away and then just set it out. Uh, having some sort of prompt there that it's ready for you. Another thing that we wanted to talk about, because we know a lot of our listeners are educators just like us, um, we have worked really hard to apply these different healthy habits to support our wellness, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, financial. But as teachers, it's really important I think that we set up habits that support our teaching practice and our ability to function well in our jobs. Um, Leah, do you want to tell us about some of the things you do as a teacher? Sure. I used to, um, I'll confess, have some really 
bad habits as a teacher, mostly around overworking and stressing and going to the point of exhaustion and illness. So Mm -hmm. definitely some of the wellness habits that I have implemented have helped me to improve in that area. But there are also some things that I have changed about my teacher work habits that have been really helpful too. So one of the ways that I was sometimes um, getting kind of overwhelmed, I guess, was through checking email. I We all know it's like pretty addictive to check your email. If it's coming right to your phone, it's super convenient. So after I read um, Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable, and read her section uh, on how distracting our devices can be, I made some changes. One, I turned off all email notifications, personal and work. Uh, And two, um, somewhere in the course of us changing our email provider at work, I made sure that my work email does not forward directly into my inbox on my phone. It's in a separate app. And those, I don't check it outside of um, work for the most part, unless I know that there's something urgent. Uh, Once I am done work for the day, I try not to go into that app uh, and deal with work email. Because then I would tend to just, if I needed to do one thing, then I would do 10 things. And then I'd find myself at nine o'clock at night working. And I... I don't think that's a requirement of being a teacher or being good at my job. And I think that it's better for my mental health that I leave that. And the other one that I've been working on just in the last few months is being stricter with myself about when I'm working and how many days per week I'm working. So I work in my school division part-time as the technology teacher leader going to the different schools and that's usually about four days a week and then uh, working with Devin through KG Education to support teachers here, I usually do that one or two days a week. So recently I've been trying to set some boundaries around my work days and work hours and my goal right now is to work on five days of the week and then take two off. Often the weekends, often Saturday, Sunday when my husband's also on holidays. So that sometimes means that I will work on some things in the evening. If we are getting ready for a book club or if we are, you know, posting a blog post or getting a newsletter ready to go out to you, I might do that on a Monday evening. Um, But that way I can take the full day off on Saturday and Sunday. And I was much the same with my classroom practice and I am much the same with my teacher leader job. I would rather stay at school after school on a weekday to prepare and do the work that I need to do or go in early than take it home with me on the weekends. And sometimes it's unavoidable, I understand, especially like report card and assessment season. Sometimes we we have to break those rules just to be able to do everything that's on our plate. But I'm trying to make a more conscious effort of setting my work days and then taking some time off. Because even if you just get into one little thing, it often leads to a second little thing and maybe some more. So that's something that I've been working on as a habit is just setting my work days and sticking to them. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a really good point with email. You, so you've got your school email in like the Google I've got it Gmail, in the Gmail app. app. Yep. And then your personal email just goes to like your standard email app on, on your my iPhone. iPhone. Yep. Okay, yeah, that and makes sense. the notifications are off on both of them, um, but they're also separated. So I don't accidentally <laughs> sneak into my work email. Okay, well, I think those are some really positive suggestions. Like I think all I could add to that is 
I'm a resource teacher now, but even when I was a kindergarten teacher, resource teacher, I never leave my classroom until it's kind of staged for the next time I'm going to be in there. So I always make sure like my desk looks tidy, um, my teacher planner is where I need to find it, and that I just am ready to walk into that classroom in the morning and be ready to go. It just makes going to work kind of more pleasant and fun when I know that I'm going to walk into a beautiful tidy space as opposed to a messy and, and chaotic space. So that's something important that I've done. Devin, could you share with us some books that you've read around the topic of habits and developing positive practices in your life? We're both avid readers, and I know um, that this is a topic we've both read about. So what books would you recommend if someone wanted to learn more about this? Okay, well, there's a few. Um, I haven't really spoken about it um, just right now, but I had to create a lot of new um, habits and kind of like workflow systems once I became a PhD candidate and was ready to embark on my own research. And to inform those habits and systems before I set them up, a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport was recommended to me, where you find out like kind of what your style of deep work is. Deep work meaning when you're very focused and in a state of flow. And once you kind of figure out what your style is, then how you set that up and make it work in your life. So deep work is really an excellent read for anyone who works and that's all of us. So I'd recommend Deep Work by Cal Newport. I love the book Atomic Habits by James Clear about all of the little micro or tiny habits we can put into place that lead to big gains over time. Um, And just to kind of pause there, I know what I wanted to ask you, Leah, was you made all of these small changes so that you could end up having 13 months of a daily yoga meditation journaling practice. First thing I wanted to ask you about that was um, the changes. What was the payoff? Like, I think there's an immediate payoff from those habits on a daily basis, but have you noticed a bigger long-term cumulative effect from those habits? Uh, Yes. Like, I don't think I would have mentally or physically done as well through the pandemic had I not been committed to daily wellness. Uh, I, I love to travel. I love to socialize. The last year has been incredibly hard and I kind of reflect on where I'm at and I feel like proud of myself that I've been able to handle it and like fairly well, everyone has their bad days, but I don't think that I would have been able to get through this in the mental shape that I'm in without that Mm -hmm. practice. And it's also had great benefits for my physical health. I know that I'm so much um, stronger because of that little bit of practice every day. And I like, I feel good in my body. So that's been a huge benefit as well. And I think the meditation and yoga combined have also um, given me more like mental clarity, less fuzziness, more focus on what's important and what really matters and that ability to kind of maintain a positive mindset through both um, of those practices plus the gratitude journaling. Because James Clear does talk about like, you know, the small little gains. Like we know we feel great after we work out or meditate. That's kind of like the immediate payoff. But you getting like that kind of big payoff um, over time in that you're having robust mental health. You're handling Mm -hmm. an extremely difficult global situation. So I think that's incredible. Um, back to books. So yeah, James Clear's Atomic Habits. We love that book. Leah, you also um, referred to Marie Forleo's Everything is Figureoutable. She doesn't specifically focus on habits, but just really so many practices that you can put into place to figure your life out and be successful. 
So that's a favorite of ours. And another one I like is Hal, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. And he talks, he uses an acronym called SAVERS um, that he uses as a foundation for a morning routine. Um, silence, activity, um, affirmations, different things like that. I really liked his book as well. So those would be some of my top picks for implementing new habits and routines. Awesome. And of course, if you're interested in reading Atomic Habits with us, uh, we will be reading it in our six-week online book study group coming up in April. So April 19th, that starts and you can get all the details at kgeducation.ca book club. We'd love for you to join us there. And that would be a really fun community to uh, start exploring habits and maybe building some new habits in your life if you're ready for that. I'm really looking forward to the book club because I think habits and routines are one of those things that you make progress in, but you, it's definitely a journey. It's kind of your life's work as you continue to grow and improve yourself over time. And even though you and I feel really good about where we're at in terms of morning routines, movement, meditation, that kind of thing, there's always either another habit that you want to add or something you feel like you need to replace with something else. So Leah, what, what would be your next step with habits? Is there a habit you really want to start to cultivate or one you want to get rid of or change? Well, just continuing to build on what I've already done, like it's a constant, right, to maintain. But I also am continually going back to eating habits. <laughs> I have mm -hmm. a real love of sweets and delicious food, and that is okay with me. Um, but I do, in order to be my healthiest self, need to do a good job of keeping track of what I eat and making the healthiest choices possible. And I feel like as the pandemic wears on, um, I may be turning to food a little bit too much for comfort and I would like to do better with um, making those healthy choices more consistently. Yeah, I think food's an ongoing struggle for, for many of us and I, I know that I'm the exact same. Um, I always have to tell myself, like, you're not a dog. Don't reward yourself with food. But so often that, that is a go-to, like, as a special treat. Um, I know something for me, that, like, a habit that I am doing much better with but I need to continue to work on is my phone. I would like to have less screen time in my life. And I do try to get up in the morning and not check my phone and just go straight into my routine. But I use my phone as a source of music and guided meditation. So that does make it a little trickier. So I think just either working on less screen time or opportunities with no phone at all is something that I want to, to cultivate. That's a really good one. I've been locking my phone in the office at night and I don't get it until I leave for work. Well, it works. we are the same. We don't take, well, I don't take my phone into the bedroom and that's, that's been really helpful too. But yeah, I think many of us struggle with screen time and phones and eating and eating. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into our episode on habits. We hope that you found something helpful here that will shape your uh, work as an educator or your personal life. And as always, feel free to reach out if you have questions or want to talk more about this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can find more information about today's topic in the show notes. If you know another educator who'd enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. And give us some feedback too. We'd appreciate your rating and review in the app you're using to listen to this. Keep growing, learning, and taking care of yourself. The world needs educators like you.